As there's a drive in a deep left field by Castellanos, it will be. Oh man, it's eight o'clock. And so that'll make it a. I don't need the spotlight. I shine just fine. Hi, I'm Karma, and yes, I am a bitch. Brav Bros. Good afternoon, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Brav Bros, your favorite podcast from the bros for everybody, for whoever wants to listen. I am your co-host, Steel Russell, joined, as always, by Shooter. Shooter, how are you this afternoon? Doing great. And, uh, you know, to start the show, I just wanted to, to jump in here to let everybody know that we jumped into the Twitter sphere this week and spent a good amount of time last night live tweeting Beverly Hills, which was a lot of fun because we got a lot of interactions from people out there that may not listen to us already and yeah. maybe they will in the future and that's great yeah there was some uh a lot of randoms that responded to your tweets which is awesome um, yeah and then there was one thing that kind of stuck out to me with that was i said something about dorit and i was addressed by another person on twitter that referred to me as girl you know that that's all she's got to talk about and that kind of rubbed me the wrong way because you know what we're trying to do here with this podcast is let everybody know the Bravos for everyone. Yeah. Two two bros here just talking about Bravo. Now I'm on Twitter doing that too. So I, I got to set the record straight. Yeah. And they just assume, or is it like the universal, like the general, like girl, like, you know what I mean? It could be. Yeah. Like, cause I hear that whether it's a boy or a girl, it's just like, girl, like sometimes you got to start that when you're talking, especially Bravo stuff. Like fair. That makes sense. But, I wouldn't talk like that, but yeah, I know. But I mean, like if it was a, a big moment where you had to be like, girl, did you see that? Yeah, never that's say true. That? Yeah. I don't know. Regardless, um, I think what you're trying to point out is that we are, we're trying to spread the word about the Brav bros. Absolutely. And bros. And that's okay. Yeah. That's what and we're here for, for. Yeah. Bravo's for everybody. Damn it. Absolutely. That's, that's our whole platform really. Yeah. <laughs> so, so just be sure to, uh, to follow us on Twitter. If you are on Twitter, it's uh, at Brav underscore bros. Follow along with us. We'll be live tweeting the, the shows and, just kind of shooting out some shots different ways, um, see yeah. what's what's going on out there and see if we can get any feedback. Oh, one more thing. Um, just a reminder, we are going to be on hashtag no filter with Zach Peter on June 27th. Uh, it's like a real Bravo podcast. So he had on Danny Pellegrino and Amanda Hirsch last week, which both are like, we're talking like Danny Pellegrino is arguably one of the most recognized Bravo podcast like Dev's got his book on our coffee table like at all times that's awesome yeah so he's like big deal he was on the show this past week um you know he's also interviewed like Lala Kent from Vanderpump um I mean real I deal on it yeah but like real people yeah and then and he's gonna throw us into the and mix and then me and you and I think that he's this might be the last time that he Help somebody on Instagram after we go on the show. Well, we'll see how it goes. I'm sh- I, I, I think we're going to do great. I yeah. take that back. I, I'm not even putting that out in the universe. We're going to crush it. Absolutely. And you should all tune in. June 27th. Hashtag no filter with Zach Peter. Now. Now we can get into it. Yes. Let's, let's get into why we all are here. Why you're all listening to us. The Bravo Let's get into the Bravo, baby. Um, this week, there was a lot of side shit going on. A lot of stuff outside of the housewives realm. Well, I guess the first thing that I want to talk about that is, I guess it is, 
within the housewife realm. Housewife adjacent, yeah. Yeah. Um, Denise Richards, Charlie Sheen, 18-year-old daughter, just started an OnlyFans account. And there was some uproar. There was some uh, definite responses from both parents. And it was interesting who spoke up about not agreeing with it um, and blaming it on Denise was Charlie Sheen. Charlie Sheen is not happy, and he says that it's Denise Richards' fault. And I just think that is really interesting. It's incredible. If you remember Charlie Sheen, you'll remember hashtag Tiger Blood. Hashtag winning. Hashtag winning. Him just talking about how much he smokes crack all the time. It has sex with countless women. Yeah. I mean, he's he's way out there for him to be blaming Denise Richards, who albeit has her own issues for him to be blaming her for this is crazy. It's got, it's a compilation and it's probably 75, 25, Charlie. I would say 90, 10. Yeah. Maybe even that. I mean, I know we love to get into math and percentages here. Absolutely. It's, I mean, let's not forget. He was like gallivanting around, like talking about all the threesomes he was having. Like he literally spent an entire year talking about sex and drugs and hashtag winning. And motherfucker, this is hashtag karma. Like, I'm not going to get into whether or not I agree with it. You know, like, it's whatever. It's Yeah, I mean, OnlyFans exist, and there's millions of people that do it and have their own. So who yeah. the hell cares about that? Right. And, like, let's be real. As Charlie Sheen and Denise Richards' daughter, like, she's probably going to make a million dollars in, like, a month. Yeah. So you can't argue that it's lucrative. You can't argue that, you know, it is... It's a legitimized business in today's yeah. world. So can I understand why as a parent that would be uncomfortable? For sure. For sure. Like, I'm not even going to get into that. No, part. we don't even have to. Um, but for him to come out and put all the blame on Denise Richards is just crazy to me. Like, yes, she was like a sex symbol, like, especially like when we were growing up, we had like wild things like OG Denise Richards, but like you went on talk shows and talked about having threesomes. Your daughter must, what is she like 11 or 12 at that point? Probably. Yeah. Like she's old enough to know like what the fuck you're doing and you're going to point the finger. That's when you have to sit down. Like if you really are a changed man and like, you got to wear that one. You got to be like, okay, that's on me. Yeah. I mean, Charlie Sheen shouldn't be in the news at all anymore. No. So him even saying anything shouldn't really merit any sort of response from anyone else. No, but I might, I might put a poll out there just to see. And like, who do you agree with? Is yeah. it Charlie's fault or Denise's fault? And is anyone to blame really? Should you, should you put blame or is Probably this just, not, but no. I mean, no. it, once you open that conversation, once Charlie passes the buck to Denise and blames her, points the finger in her direction, it does open up the discussion. But yeah, I mean, we don't really need to open up the discussion no. to begin with. Who cares? Let the girl do what she wants. Yeah. She's 18. If she wants to do that, make a ton of money off of it. Good for her. She's going to make, I mean, she's going to make a shitload. On top of that, we got uh, some other housewife adjacent stuff. Your girl Sutton is going to be on Chucky season two. I love that. I, I actually do too, because I, am, I can't wait to watch Chucky kill her. <laughs> oh, she's, you know that he's going to kill her because like, why else would she be there? She's not going to be a main character. I 
could see Sutton be actually a pretty good actress, but no, I think she could be a Are pretty good actress. Are you shitting me? Yeah. Well, uh, as far as like a sci-fi series goes. Yeah. Well, that's not, I mean, obviously the bar's low there, but like. Yeah. But like horror fans love Child's Play. The first season of Chucky actually did really well. I was looking at the numbers. So to bring Sutton in, yeah, she's absolutely going to get killed. It's not going to be. Oh, she's what she's murdered within the first five seconds. She's on the screen. I think she's got like three lines, and then like she'll walk into a room, and you'll hear the music, and you might hear "I do whack." <laughs> <laughs> no, she's going to tell Chucky to mind his manners. Oh, that would be great. I, I actually, I do hope that they lean into who her character is from housewives absolutely i, I think they will plays. and i guess she got into it because jennifer tilly who mm-hmm. is the wife the bride of chucky yeah. in like all the movies yep i guess they're like besties yeah they're they're friends jennifer tilly uh has a major role in the show still and she's on watch what happens live like two or three times a year or so yeah so she's that's... she's a good friend to andy cohen's too so it's the the inner workings and, and the tying in there from Bravo, you know that there's going to be at least one reference to Beverly Hills, and they're going to make Sutton do that, of course. But yeah, she's she's absolutely going to get murdered by Chucky, and that's it's going to be fun to watch. I know you're going to get a lot of pleasure I out of it. Can't wait. Steel's going to get a ton of not pleasure out be, of that. Yeah, not to be too like grim here, but like in in the realm of like fictional television, sure. Well, I'll I will say that. this: I promise that in say a year whenever this comes out we will snip the clip of Sutton being murdered by Chucky whether it's audio or video at that point and we will make sure that that leads the show that's going to be the intro absolutely. I, I will change the the intro music to or our intro song whatever you want to call it to just that scene I think it would be hilarious and I'll do a video clip of me reacting to it yeah, yeah, we'll we'll do a live a live clip of watching that one too because that's that's gonna be a lot of fun. So yeah, that's keep that on your calendar, Chucky season two. We are not sponsored by Chucky. No, we are not. No, or sci-fi. That's a but, free or sci-fi. That's a, I guess you can't be sponsored by a doll, but whatever. Um, keep an eye out for that, and we'll keep you updated. With, I'm excited for that, honestly. Yeah, um, it's gonna be a lot of fun. But then we got, I guess everything is housewives adjacent. I we lied. Um, now. We have issues going on. There's a new series coming out, or I guess it's season two of a new series, Real Housewives, Ultimate Girls Trip. But this one is the Ex-Wives Club. Um, and there's drama coming out between Dorinda, which is not surprising, versus Vicky Gunvalson. And so what happened was, I don't know if you saw, but I forget what season it was a while ago. Vicky dated a guy or was married to a guy, one of the two, um, that lied about having cancer for like an entire season. Was it like stage three cancer too? It was like a serious cancer that he told people he wasn't getting chemo and had gone into complete remission doing some sort of wacky treatment. Okay. Which is dangerous on so many levels to put that out there when you're in the national spotlight. Yeah. Like we don't have to get into the ethics of it because it's pretty black and white, but like, Jesus Christ, like you cannot, you can't lie about having cancer in regular life, but you definitely can't do it on TV. Like, of course people are going to find out, but you know, that's not what we're here to talk about. If you 
want to get into that, go back and watch. But uh, Dorinda has a house up in the Berkshires that she calls Bluestone Manor, I believe. Mm-hmm. And if you haven't been to the Berkshires, Dev, my wife, and I, um, we went up there on vacation for like a long weekend and we rented an Airbnb. Actually, arguably because of Housewives, because of Dorinda always talking about how nice the Berkshires are and like they have clips from up there. But she lives in like a very classic, like historic house and like, she does, according to people, you know, I don't have that much of an eye for it, but she does have taste. Like, that's one thing that Dorinda's associated with is, like, good taste. So, right. Vicky calls the house old in, like, a condescending way. Like, oh, you live in, like, this old house. And Dorinda says she doesn't know the difference between old and historic because she has no taste. And then the best quote from her is, she has no taste. She dates men that pretend to have cancer. That is a taste. Yeah, or no, she says, at least I don't date men that pretend to have cancer and then leave me for a younger woman. Yeah, I mean, that should, that should be the ultimate trump card. Just end it there. Don't respond. You can't respond. You no. can't come back from that. You lost. Yeah. You lost. That's... But then I guess Dorinda came out again and said she's been ignoring like hundreds of text messages. Like she's blowing up her phone. I don't know if it's in regards to the like actual comments or if it's more than that, but like you lost the game over. Let's get into it. Um, because we got two housewife shows to cover. Uh, we got Dubai and, um, I actually enjoyed this week. I didn't think, I don't think it's like a home run. At no, but we're, we are starting to get out of the the learning and introduction phase into more of the you know the the issues that happen internally between these relationships and the friendships that may or may not exist, or uh, just kind of like the petty things that happen in between, and whether or not somebody's going to get over it and share an olive branch or you know a lemon branch, if you will, <laughs> and kind of go from there. So it is getting to the point where I think we're going to have maybe an eruption at a dinner, which will be great. Or yeah, an actual sit down where people are just yelling at each other. And I, I think we will get there. I think, I think we're starting to see the, uh, the stepping stones to that. And like you said, this week wasn't a home run, but it was a step in the right direction. It's just, I don't think the show overall is a home run. I no. think it's, I think it has potential. I'm I'm excited to see where it goes. I, I do like Ion. I think she's great for TV. Yeah. Um, I like Lisa. Actually, I think she's pretty solid as well. Um, and that's actually where we start the episode off. Lisa is getting her maternity clothes ready, Mina Rowe, um, for her first fashion show. The very first maternity clothing line fashion show in Dubai history, according to her. So I don't know. Yeah, we didn't that fact check that one. Remotely fact checked at all. Nope. But according to her, and I believe all the housewives with everything they say. So this is the first ever maternity fashion show in Dubai, and which is a, funny because she's also trying to say, "I don't want people to look at me in a row anymore." And just associate us with maternity, maternity clothing because we do other things, and that's what we're going to show in this fashion show. Well, this is the actually the first time they're showing their non-maternity clothes right but to your point like you're trying to get away from maternity only because you recognize 
that's not lucrative as a business because you have returning customers like every two or three years and then never again. Yeah. Um, so if you're trying to get away from that and then you want to highlight that it's the first maternity show, I mean, you got to pick a lane. Yeah. And, and it kind of like the way that they started it off with, with Ion and Lisa talking and then she just hands her this, uh, this pregnant belly to strap mm. on. I don't know what it was, but that kind of freaked me out. I, oh, really? Then they kind of like segued into all the pictures that Chanel Ion has done for Lisa. And she's like, I haven't actually taken a picture of myself pregnant, at least like professionally since this one. And then she shows like when she was pregnant that with her son. That was a professional picture. That, that wasn't, was just it like was a just a Polaroid. Yeah. yeah. But it, then, <laughs> then you look over and there's like four or five of these pregnant bellies like sitting around. Just and then later out. in the episode, there's eight. like who's, who's got the pregnant belly this time? And I'm like, oh my God, these things kind of freak me out. I don't know what it is something's unnatural about it and i i like i got a little skeeved out i'm not gonna lie I was like what the hell is this thing is this like an underlying issue like should we get into it like do we need a therapy corner i think now what i'm gonna do is i'm gonna look at people on the street and be like is that a pregnant belly or is that a real one oh you're assuming that yeah i think people might just i don't know it, are you gonna go up to women and ask if you can touch their pregnant belly the fact that there's fake pregnant bellies out there well, hold on. Did you think that like there was not? Yeah, no. I thought that any picture, like a fashion picture of maternity clothing, was an actual like Lane Bryant or whatever. I thought that was an actual pregnant woman. So at no point in your brain, not once, did you put together like, oh, that might be a prosthetic. Not once. Wow. Yeah. So seeing the like four of them just grouped together in a corner, like what the fuck is that? Four. <laughs> I didn't. Like, I did not like that. Oh my god. I I like that they didn't have enough so that they had to like get off the fashion stage and like rip off the belly and give it to another girl. Oh my god. And that thing's gotta be sweaty too. Like it's you know well, it's hot. It's like a rubber thing that you're strapping to your stomach walking down a runway with all these lights on you. You're probably sweating a little bit. Maybe not sweating your makeup off, but underneath the clothing you're sweating. You're gonna strap strap on this sweaty <laughs> thing and then slap it on someone else's How belly. Long? Like what the fuck? You were really concerned about, like, did, did you even see what was happening? Like, I may have the missed show, actual things you... in the show because I was so fixated on the fake pregnant the belly. The fake pregnant belly. I don't, I, you know, say what you will, but freaked me out. That scene reminded me of in The Water Boy when they don't have enough cups to go around. So, like, the guy runs off the field, like, takes the cup out of his jock strap and hands it to Oh, yeah, person. exactly. That's the same thing. Yeah. yeah. That's, that's the same. That's not the same thing. It's not remotely it's the worse. same thing. What? No, the pregnant belly is not worse. The yeah. cup is worse. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. I was gonna say, but um, back to back to the episode. What a tangent. Um, we, we're gonna have to check back in on that. And make sure you're like mentally okay. But I did think it was interesting. Lisa's talking about the start of Mina Rowe and like how she came up with the idea, and she went to her husband for an investment and like backing, and he gave like the most backhanded compliment I've ever heard when he agreed to be an investor and he's actually the CFO of the company. Now he said, I believe in you. I'm giving you this money. Cause I believe in you. I'm like, wow. Fuck. Yeah. I don't believe in your business. I believe in you. Yeah. It's, it is a backhanded compliment, but it's also like, if this was a third party that asked for an investment from me, I wouldn't even look at it because why would I get my money tied up in that? Well, I, I, I don't know. I mean, if they came with like, there's obviously money to be made with yeah. maternity clothing, but I just think as like your significant other slash 
now business partner and financial backer, if you're going to go into this company, I, I would at least fake it and be like, I believe in you and this is a great idea. Not, I don't believe in this, but here's some money because I believe in you. I think that like, I, I wanted to maybe at that moment give him a little bit of the benefit of the doubt and just maybe think that he misspoke or the way that it was cut made it seem a little bit wrong. But you said it twice. I know. Well, that's the problem is the first time it came through, I was like, oh, maybe he just means like, I believe in you so much that I don't care what you bring to me. I will always back you. So I, I that's how I wanted to take it. But then he got he got on stage later in the episode and he said, if I don't make these payments, the bills don't get paid without no, me. He's, yeah, he said, um, I have no say in like anything. I just pay the bills. Yeah. So pretty much like, again, like this is all possible because of me. Mm-hmm. I don't have any say in the clothing, but like, you're welcome. I thought it was a, it was a weird thing. Like, yeah, sure. Right. He can, he can invest all he wants, but I thought it was a weird thing to start off a maternity fashion show yeah. with some dude, some guy, right? Like, like, I know he's the CEO. Why wouldn't Lisa go? Like, I get like, at the end, you know, the, uh, the designer comes out. I think typically at the end of fashion shows, the designer comes out, gets the round of applause, blah, 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 whatever you go from there. But like. I don't know. Maybe have like Ion go out there. Like Ion's been there since day one. Like she helped her with everything, and she's been like the face of it. Essentially, well, at least you have like the face of Dubai fashion. Yeah, like, she is the model in Dubai. Like, and she, she loves should, to hear herself talk. Yeah, like it's a win-win. Like she should clearly lead the show. Off, Absolutely, not a dude, and then give everybody in the audience a gift, a fake rubber pregnant belly. No, no, no. <laughs> absolutely not. She. Like have have the have Ion go out there and give everybody a gift, and then everybody gets together and stews it up. Oh my god, I, we have to. You brought it up. I'm cutting to it real quick. And we yeah. can come back. Did you see what she gave Brooks as a gift? I it, it was weird when she walked. I mean, I thought it was actually kind of funny because she walked in with it looked like an instant pot. I, I thought that was kind of fun because she was like carrying like I couldn't imagine carrying like a, a ninja pot or whatever like on like my head. Like an instant pot on your head? Yeah. No. Yeah. It doesn't seem efficient. Yeah. She gets there and like opens up the pot and I was like, holy shit, it's lemons. Like I is, thought it was potatoes at first, but I'm colorblind If it was potatoes, then my theory would be 100% solid that Ion just gifts all of her friends an item to make this goat stew and then they come together and like that's how they end the season but lemons you know it's a stretch but you can definitely add lemon it still works like it definitely I, works and more importantly what would you make stew in that's true a the pot, pot. Yeah. you make it in a pot and to go back to the goat that she gave lisa the goat we, got out we get filled in on like the goat's life now they, they are keeping the goat they're Good. feeding the goat the goat had diarrhea mm-hmm. so they changed the goat's diet he's only eating organic according to the husband it's great uh, yeah, I mean, good for the goat. I just, I'm afraid we're going to grow an emotional attachment to the goat, mm-hmm. and then they're going to eat the goat. There was, like, one thing that Lisa did say about the goat getting out that I thought was kind of funny, like, very realistic to, to what goes on around here. She went on her Facebook group for yeah. her neighborhood in Dubai yeah. and said, has anybody seen a goat? And, like, that's probably not the weirdest thing that anybody's ever asked in that group. No. But it's still very funny to be like, oh, so there's a neighborhood group for Conchahokan for... Lafayette Hill for Philly and, and Dubai, Dubai neighborhoods. Dubai yep. neighborhoods. It, it was really funny to me. And I'm like, oh, yeah. All right. I guess they used Facebook over there, too. Our neighborhood group gets up in arms about fireworks. And I love it. Oh, like yeah. A bunch of our neighbors shoot them off frequently. And like, I, I don't care. Like, whatever. Yeah, but you're not letting goats loose no. on the street. I think, I mean, I 
I don't even think I would get mad about that. I would definitely go on. I'd go out like, looking. Hey guys, um, top I have three a things goat? that I'd go out looking for: a dog's missing in my neighborhood. I'm going to go out and take a look. There, a goat's missing in my neighborhood. I'm off the couch and running outside with the flashlight. Oh no, I agree like, with organic carrots. Back to the show. We're uh, they're still chatting and they're going over their models. Um, Ion brought a bunch of her, I guess, model friends, or she went out and just found um, models for hire, and they want to um, get a like a very different variety of women, which is great. Um, but the way that Ion says plus size model, she calls them super size models. Yeah, well. and not once but twice, and has to get checked, and like then it goes to how she's been getting better at English. And like, she just learned the word verbatim and she's like, give me that money verbatim, which I loved. I know that's not the correct use of the word, but I'm probably going to use verbatim in that way from now on. Yeah. It's like when we're in high school and we get those little, uh, little orange notebooks full of vocab words. We're just trying to, Oh, I like this word. I'm going to yeah, try to work it into that conversation. Good. That's what Ion's doing. Yeah. Give me my dinner verbatim. verbatim. <laughs> Like, it's got some oomph to it. Yeah, it definitely does. And yeah. she can definitely manipulate those words into working, no oh, matter yeah. what it means. No, she makes it work, and I, I appreciate that. And I'm, I'm just excited to use verbatim out of context for, for sure. the foreseeable future. So if you talk to me, if you know me and you talk to me in the near future and you hear me drop a verbatim, just go with it. Yep. Just just play along. Just know what or I mean. make me really happy and come up to me and use verbatim out of context. And I, I, you'll make my day. Perfect. So no, I'm, I'm really hoping somebody walks up to me in the gym now and says like, that was a great class verbatim, any of those things, whatever. Free um, class. Yeah. Immediately. No, well, okay. Hold on. I can't offer that, but sponsored by vision fitness. No, nah, maybe like a crisp, <laughs> a cool, crisp high five. That's, that's what you get. But then we go to Stanbury is in Atlantis. And then I thought they were like in the Atlantis that I know of in like the Bahamas. Oh, not like deep in the ocean, like under no. I don't think the that the actual Atlantis. I'd mean that there's fuck you. There's a, <laughs> <laughs> there's another Atlantis in Dubai, and they get in their hotel room, and um, that's probably the nicest suite I've ever seen in my life. It was cool. They it's had creepy a, though when that scuba diver came. Through. Oh, that was terrifying. And yeah, I would. Like, I, you, you forget to close the window, and you take a you take a shower. You come out. I thought you were say take a shit. <laughs> That too. I mean, I don't know. When are you most vulnerable? Like just after taking a shower or just before a shower. Or during a shit. poop. Yeah. You walk out, scuba diver, staring at you. Maybe I, he has a sign up that says, good log. I, <laughs> <laughs> I think I'd be more uncomfortable if I looked up, dropping a deuce, and there was a scuba diver staring at me. Then yeah. If I jumped out of the shower, I'd be like, whoa, whoa. But I would like to look into like some complaints from customers being like, we were, my husband and I were getting ready to have sex and all of a sudden this scuba diver came by and he would not leave us alone. <laughs> he was pretending to clean the window for an hour and a half. <laughs> I would love that. It was going to be a five-star review, but there was a man scuba diving outside of our window for the entirety of the trip. Don't these scuba divers usually wear scuba suits? This guy was naked. <laughs> Sands scuba diver, really cool room. Like the yeah. way that it like, the staircase on the way down, you get the bedroom down there and then you get the fish just going by constantly. Like that's the problem is I would love to 
like sleep and leave that window open to watch the fish. But, but now knowing that there's a scuba diver yeah, afoot, like absolutely it. not. No, I wouldn't trust it. But they have also like an incredible spread. They got like four pizzas. There's like eight people in the room. There's four pizzas, like 15 hamburgers. Like man. I love the Americanized food in Dubai. It's oh, yeah, crazy. Like Nina always gets French fries. Uh, don't everywhere she, she gets. A, she was an asshole about. She that, was whatever. an asshole, but like I love French fries, so. If I was going to Dubai, I'd be like, all right, like what kind of food? Like I'd be excited to eat some of the food and I'd be like, all right, you know what I'm really craving right now is a hamburger. They have that. They do have that. So that like, is nice. that is nice to know. Cause I do know, like when I lived in Australia, like the one thing I missed was like real America. Cause you would even go to, um, like the McDonald's down there. Like they call it Mecca's go down to Mecca's, get, get a big Mac. Um, there was Vegemite. Oh, they, Vegemite's gross. I did try that too. But, uh. Like, even their burgers, like, everything doesn't, it's just different. Yeah. Like, it doesn't taste quite like the real thing. And, like, I do appreciate that in Dubai, if they're doing that everywhere, it's got to be close. And, like, they have Mexican food there. Like, they went to that Mexican restaurant that first night uh, for the girls' night out or mm-hmm. whatever. Um, so, I like that they have multiple cuisines there. Like, that's cool. But um, while they're, they're eating, they're talking to each other, and they're, like, talking about how they got off on, like, the wrong foot. And... It quickly turns into like a one-upping match of like who cared less about the other person until they realized like, oh, but we like could get along. It's like they keep going. It's like, yeah, I really didn't like want to give you the time of day because, you know, you're not really, you didn't seem like my cup of tea. And the other one's yeah. like, yeah, yeah. Like I didn't like, I don't really give people any attention whatsoever if I like don't care about them. Right. Like, and- my, so, like they just keep going back and forth about like who gave less shits about the other person. I thought that was hilarious. Like just trying to bring it back to like, but now we're friends, but they just keep shitting on the other person before they knew them. Yeah. And, and I was for one, extremely happy that Serge wasn't there. I was because thrilled. We actually got, uh, Stanberry's daughter was there and she was referring to oh Serge like, well, he's not actually going to be like, you're not like really marrying him. He's not like actually my stepdad, like things like that, like kind of like joking about the guy because, Let's be honest. He's like what, 12, 13 years older than her daughter. Like, like yeah, if like, that. So, like, what is he? Twenty nine. So, like, I think she's sixteen. I think he's twenty eight. Yeah. So, like, yeah, she's already disrespecting him. And when she said, "Like, you're not really marrying him," I was like, "Green card marriage." That's like, yeah. I think everybody knows it, and I they're think, accepting it, and it's fine. So. I think that is becoming more and more apparent. And you know, we asked the question last week, like, what does he get out of it? Well, he gets a fortune. Like, he gets an easy life and just a shitload of Stanberry's money. Yeah. I I thought it was, like, wild. She condones Sergio having a baby with another woman. She's like, he can have a baby with somebody else. Like, ha, 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 ha. And they all laugh. Like, oh, ha. And fast forward to that scene where they're, like, with Sergio later. Like, he's just, like, a punching bag. He like, really is. And everyone I think... disrespect. No one respects the guy. Not nope. even the kids. They're making fun of him. Like the the scene in which they're like, oh, like, you know, he's got such a good relationship with my kids. Like, no, they're laughing at him because he's getting attacked by what I think it's a flying squirrel. Yeah. Like, again, he's getting like ridiculed and mocked. Like, that's not love. Like, he's a jester. He's like a like an entertainment piece for the whole family. It's like I'm starting to feel bad for Sergio. Like, I don't want to watch him. Like, he's not interesting. But yeah, I don't want to see what he does in his free time. No, I don't think he does anything. Honestly, I think he, like, grabs her coattail and, like, follows behind her. Yeah. But, like, he just gets completely emasculated, like, over and over and yeah. over again. And just, like, ha-ha, like, laughs it off. 
Like, hey, man, like, stand up for yourself. You don't have to take this shit just yeah. because she, like, pays your bills. But we have a lunch with Ion, Lisa, and Brooks. We talked about the lemons. Um, they kind of squash all their shit. I did think it was really funny. Lisa's wearing... This is the second time we've had a Chanel earring mishap. Oh. Uh, the first one was Luann from Roni. I yeah. can use one of my acronyms. Roni um, wore the Chanel earrings, but wore them backwards. So it was Nelsha. We had the second coming of Nelsha. Uh, Lisa put the earrings on backwards. So thought that was a really funny callback. But um, they're talking about the goat. They're talking about the lemons. It's really awkward because like they're not getting to like the point. And then finally, Ion starts talking about like how she was feeling and like what went on at the dinner with at Nina's dinner. And um, Ion said that she felt like singled out because she was the only one that wasn't invited to that party. And she thought it was weird that Brooks would like bring that up and like throw that at her, which I agree. Like that's a situation in which if she's not invited and you are allegedly friends with her, like don't just don't bring it up. Yeah. You know, like just, or don't bring it up like that. Like you can bring it up, but say, like, I'm really sorry that you didn't get invited. Um, I can talk to Stanberry if you want to. Like, give her the option. Just be right. like, 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 I'm friends with you. I'm friends with Stanberry. Like, let me let like, me just try to air. negotiate something and just be like, look, like, why is she not invited? And then you'll get an answer. And if you don't, or if you just don't want to go, then that's cool too. Right. But then, like, at least you have an attempt at smoothing it over. Yeah. Versus, like, causing shit intentionally and then be like, what happened? Like, acting like it wasn't your fault. And then... They talk about how they can, like, bury the hatchet between the two. And Lisa speaks up and says, Chanel's not apologizing. Like, Ion's not apologizing for shit. We need Stanberry to come to apologize to her. And Chanel says, she's 50. I'm still a child. Like, yeah. That's why she has to come apologize to me, because she's 50 and I'm a child. It was a good day. It was a funny comment. Yeah. But um, it, it is kind of cool to see, like, somebody who has a past on bravo who has been like a very polarizing image coming into dubai and really taking like a back seat like she i, I think she is taking a back seat intention i don't think she fucking cares it's like she's collecting a paycheck like she's so she might be yeah not interesting she's so like blah on the screen mm -hmm. she doesn't say anything funny she doesn't attempt she doesn't even go to the fashion show yeah. like I don't care how bad housewives are feud like feuding in the past in any show, like you still show they up. They show up. Yeah. And I almost feel like producers are like, Yeah, you have to go. And she's like, I don't care. I really think she doesn't. And like yeah. apparently a lot of people say like during her last season of Ladies of London, like she was checked out and mm -hmm. then she left the show before it ended. But I just I she doesn't do it for me at all. Like I'm not interested when she's on the screen and she also means that Sergio might be on the screen. Like, I don't want to watch him. He's boring as hell. Yeah. So it's just, an, it's an interesting route she's taking, like to not even attempt to grab a storyline or not mm -hmm. even attempt to be like that polarizing figure that I think a lot of people were hoping that she would be. And I think that's partly why this season is like, it's not super exciting to watch. And I think, no, that, like, and they need like co-signing when it comes to it. Like I saw, for the first time, like I saw Andy Cohen actually tweet, like I love real housewives of Dubai. These ladies are all superstars. And I've never seen him. So like bluntly 
say like i love like he he would never have to say i love beverly hills these ladies are all superstars because everybody's watching and they know you think he's like fishing for viewers yeah i think so i mean like you gotta understand like andy cohen gets paid more when everything's doing really well so if there's a couple of duds out there which dubai definitely could be he doesn't him. want that to happen, so he wants people to watch, and hopefully, hopefully it works out. Hopefully, it ends up being pretty good. But... I want it to be good. I just, I think they need to get away from trying to highlight how amazing and fancy Dubai is. Like we got it. Like yeah, I, we're, I, we're already over that. Yeah, like the interest there is gone. Like I know it is. Like that's the world in which we are living in when that show comes on. Like we're present in that. So move on from showing us why we should be so enamored, and just like get to the the gritty stuff. Like, mm -hmm. let me see the fights. Let me see the drama play out. Let me see some of that stuff. But we go to, um, like Sarah's getting like a wardrobe outfit for a fashion or sorry for a, a photo shoot. And, um, then she goes over where she got her start. And I said, I would eat my words if I had to. And this is me eating my words. She started, um, being a fashion designer at 15. And I, rudely claimed that she was selling her ceramics from ceramics class. So that's my bad. I, I well, she did that say out. that she started selling candy bars to her family. Right. But I would imagine siblings. that was like five or six, seven years old. Yeah. She was probably like seven years old yeah. doing that, kept that money and then rolled it. And we don't know if they, I assume she probably came from some sort of money. So she definitely had a leg up on other people, but to be at 15 and be a fashion designer, you know, I, I what is she like 30? So like, yeah, 15 I mean, years ago credit like, where credits do in dubai like that's that's a yeah, pretty hard so, market to break into i'm sure right so okay I, i'll eat my words my bad we finally get to the mineral fashion show and i thought you know again my my fashion sense when it comes to fashion shows is zero but i thought the dresses look great you know we have the the fake pregnant bellies i thought were a great touch um horrifying but the show goes off really well i mean again we already talked about introing with her husband coming out which was dumb but show goes well i i gotta touch now on nina's french fry thing like stop fucking asking the guy for french fries like she knock asked it off. that guy like three or four times and then she ended it with make it happen make it happen like, like who the fuck are you yeah, like like shut the hell you're up. only sitting in the front row here because you're friends with or I guess a colleague at this point of Lisa. So like you don't talk to people like no. you're, you're the richest person there. Right. Like, and that's there are plenty of other ones. Like, I did think it was kind of funny and like, you don't really see this, but panning through the crowd, I don't know if it was like hookahs or everybody's just oh, vaping, yeah. but like, it was really funny to yeah. see like just women and men like hanging out out there, just like ripping a vape or ripping a hoop, hookah. And you're like, a hoopa, hoopa. And just like, where are we like why i, I guess thought this that was like... funny that I, it, it made it seem less like oh wow dubai and like more like you stumbled onto like some weird fashion show that people are just like ripping heaters like in well it, in you philly. would see like <laughs> yeah in philly well it's funny because like you go to like france or something like everybody in france smokes cigarettes so like at the french fashion show like paris fashion show Maybe there you'd be like, oh, that makes sense. Crushing like, see, butts, yeah. But they would never allow that. So it is kind of funny to see like people just openly vaping just or something. Blowing in fat there. clouds in yeah. Dubai. Like I, I did. I thought that was funny too. It's funny you brought that up. But um, 
Sarah had like a really funny humble brag. She's like, well, in the fashion show, like this is really beautiful and elegant, but backstage is like where it happens. Like, okay, we get it. Like you've been in fashion, like you've done your thing. I thought that was like, a- well, Brooks also said like, and, and to go briefly back to the, um, the, the session that she had with Stanberry at her, um, fuck. Um, and going back to the session that she had with Stanberry back with getting her work done, she says, if you want to, you want somebody to tell you how to get work done, go talk to Sarah. Yeah. Because she's gotten it from head to toe. And then you get like one brief before picture of what she used to look like, I guess, pre-nose job. And then what she looks like now. And you're like, oh, okay. Yeah, she got it done. That's good. Like yeah. she got good work done. Which yeah, she is, got good work done. And like, who gives a fuck? Like, yeah. who, who doesn't get work done? I, it's like, just, sometimes I do feel like the women in this show like grasp a little bit for straws, like here and there. Just yeah, to, she's trying to find something to like, I think... And I think that's one of the flaws of Dubai is like, they're trying to be that they're not just letting it happen organically. Like they're, they're forcing the issue, which is becoming more and more apparent. And like, that's a turnoff when you're watching the show. Cause like you want it to be genuine. You want to hear something funny and outlandish and you want it off the cuff. You don't want lines that were seemingly written down. Like, I'm going to say this in my confessional. Like, I think that's where, the issues live. That brings us to the meat and potatoes. Uh, what we're all here for Rob huh, Beverly Hills, baby. We're, we're back and I'm going to keep forcing those acronyms, but um, I, I just noticed for the first time, you know, Dorit's in the middle standing next to Kyle on the intro. Yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah. That's a, I always take note of that. Yeah, I didn't. I, well, I do too. I just, I guess I assumed it would be like Kyle and Rena, so I didn't really pay attention. But yeah, and then it's not. Yeah, that, that, that was crazy to me. But um, we start out at the hotel, um, and we get a brief phone call from Mo. Kyle's talking to Mo, and that's when I realized, like, I need more Mo in my life. Like, I, I love Mauricio. I think he's fucking gold. He's awesome. And we haven't gotten him one time this season. We got him only in the Dorit aftermath. Yeah, yeah, like very briefly. Like, I want some more. I Mo and PK when they're getting lit, like great duo. Yeah, it's the best. Yeah, so like, like when they were ripping Denise Richards' boyfriend oh last my year. God. Well, no, they did that a couple years. No, they I think would, it was last. No, last that year. was Erica last year. They were ripping. Oh him. yeah, yeah, yeah. Like when he went to the doctor, like, oh no, not the brain. Yeah. Check the ankle. Like, <laughs> which, by the way, spot on PK impression. You're welcome. Then we get on to, um, they're going over, everyone's getting ready for the night, and we're highlighting everybody's glam squad. They all travel with their glam squad. Like, Erica even comments, like, no matter how bad it is, like, you need your glam squad. Mind you, something came out. Erica owes $2.2 million in taxes that she cannot pay but she can afford a fucking glam squad to travel with her. This just came out. I just saw this, but of course we go to crystal. No, no glam, glam squad, which I thought was fine. No, and it's a fucking choice. That is why I know it's a choice, a choice, but like it goes back to, and I'm trying to separate some things from crystal. Like she pisses me off. She's kind of annoying. She's full of shit half the time, but like when she's driving past the outlets with Diana, she makes a comment. She says, I always shop at the outlets conscious of money then she does this it's like all right yeah like do i need a full glam squad to come down here no i can do this no, myself and, but if that was genuine okay cool that's not genuine like we're talking about someone who in the first season didn't seem to have any moment where she was talking about being relatable with money and stuff like that like she's carrying a hundred thousand dollar birkin bag 
I'm not saying she's not money conscious, but she's clearly trying to be an audience favorite. She's trying to get into our favor. Like, Hey, I'm just like you guys. And I don't think that it's true. I don't think it's real. I think that she made a decision not to travel with a glam squad. And I think that she's like, highlight this, like show people. I don't do this. Well, to be fair, like Eric, like you said, Erica travels with the glam squad. Did she look like she had a full team? No, she put on an oversized button up shirt. It looked like, Oh, that looked like yeah, the she dinner like shirt, a, like a Miami Coke dealer. I, that or what I said was she looked like the the cup, the paper cup from the nineties. Oh, I, which is not a bad look. No, I actually, have Steel a, wore a romper last oh, year. It's on that. our account. Yeah, yeah. My so romper. like, yeah, it was just odd. Like they all look great when they get done up for the most part. Some of them have glam squads. Some of them don't use them, and they all end up like looking the same. I guess maybe it makes things easier, but you're paying a shit ton of money for that. So a lot. Of, oh, you know. Just to get back to it real quick, I thought Erica looked like Johnny Depp in Blow. That's a good one. Yeah, that's yeah. that's like what I what I thought of first. But um, they're they're hanging out, they're eating again, and Sutton's eating bacon again. Yep. And Diana calls her out, and I saw a poll on Watch What Happens Live. Like, is Diana reading too much into the bacon thing? And like seventy percent of people said yes. But Kyle said something that I agree with. This is the whole point behind it is like, it's not about the bacon. It's about the statement it makes. Like in comparison to everything else she does, you do one thing and you say another. Like, that's what I see. I'm like, okay, well, yeah, she's eating bacon. Like, is that a big deal? No, I don't fucking care what she eats. But speaking to her character, which she always wants to bring up as her character, like you're saying one thing and doing another. And we have a lot of issues with you allegedly saying one thing and doing another over and over again. So that's when I see that I'm like, there's physical proof that you do one thing, but you say other things like that's for me what that means. And so in this case, would you say you are what you eat? She's a pig. (laughs) No, she's not a pig. Uh, Yeah, I would. In this case, you are what you eat. Like if you're eating bacon, you're not a vegetarian. Don't say you are. I did think that like, yeah, like you said that Kyle in her confessional was like talking about how it's a spitting image of who Sutton is as a person. I thought it was actually like kind of a funny moment. Like they all kind of like laughed it off and that was good. Yeah. And then you just kind of like, it was a funny moment. Move on. Boom. Done. I'm glad they didn't make a bigger thing of it because I'm tired of people reading too much into little things like move on from some of this shit. So yes, I agree with that. But then immediately, of course, we get back to Dorit. She's hyperventilating again. Like we're, we're drawn back into this whole situation. And she says, like, I called PK and almost went home. And I'm like, then go home. Yeah. Like, like why you are need you to heal, Yeah. Like, and I get that you have a contractual obligation. Like you need to be there. But like, if you're actually that terrified, like for him to even suggest, like, why don't you go away without me again to Mexico and hang out? Like that's already like, a big ask for someone that's going yeah. through trauma. It, it does seem like PK doesn't really know how to handle it, which is which, like, it's yeah. fine. I mean, if, if we're taking it at face value and we're not saying that Dorit's kind of like playing this up for the cameras, if PK doesn't really know what to do. He's like, all right, you want to stay home with me? You're still freaking out. Do you want to go to Mexico? You're freaking out. Like no matter where he sends her or has her, she's still doing the same thing and like not breaking out of this. But it goes to say that like, Dorit needs to put herself in a better situation. If you're going to be hyperventilating because you're by yourself and you're afraid for your life, later in the episode, 
Rinna and Erica are in the same room getting right, right, ready. Right. Yeah. And Rinna goes, well, yeah, because Erica's room's directly above mine. Right. Then fucking call someone, Dorit. Like, someone's, it's a hotel. Someone will come over. I don't care who it is. Like, someone will come over and sit with you. Or Rinna will have you in her room. Or here's a fucking idea. Same thing I said last week. Get a joint room. Get a huge suite with two bedrooms. Yeah. So that you're never actually alone. Go to like, Kyle's these, room. The girls have said, like, multiple times, Dorit, if you need someone, like, why didn't you just tell us? Yeah, she, like, actively doesn't call them. That's it's why like, I just think that she's, like, full of shit with this at this point. Because it's like, stop playing it up so much. Stop telling everybody that you're hyperventilating when you have the means to defeat this issue. Or at least address it in a more constructive manner. That's and, all she has, though. That's yeah. all she talks about now. And it's like... I think like that you, she is buying into that it's so captivating that she can lean on it the whole season because it's such a traumatic event. But it's like, you have done the impossible. You've made us unsympathetic to you being robbed at gunpoint. Yeah. We get back to Erica's shit a little bit. Um, she was, she brought up by herself, like a, a legal file or legal case that came up against her where they called her a bully which she wears like a badge of honor like she starts getting this like weird tough guy attitude and i don't know if again she's so far removed from the the federal suit or like where she was facing like the actual government or jail time and now that it's civil suits it's different yeah now she's starting to get like weirdly tough about it and she's like yeah like i'm a bully like they likened her to tom girardi in that manner and she wasn't like oh like trying to separate she's like oh i like that like, yeah she no she into it. she did that twice she talked about like on the heels of that conversation um sutton was like you know or, i don't even think sutton brought it up i think kyle said well why don't you talk to sutton about that because sutton's going to be a lawyer like jokingly because sutton said that she she was going to take the lsat like oh as God, a joke yeah. during that which sutton is relatively smart she's crazy and like all over the place but like she's pretty intelligent she can probably intelligent yeah, yeah she can probably do it but then it goes into uh, Erica saying, well, yeah, you know, Tom showed me how to take the bar. Or, yeah, no, and Tom, Tom graded the graded bar. Graded the bar. Which is problematic. Which uh, Garcelle's like, Tom Girardi graded the bar? Like, yeah, shit, like, that's bad. every lawyer that he passed. Absolutely. Seriously. But because... it, and it was a weird moment where, like, well, Sutton no. said something to Erica about, like, is that how you should talk in a courtroom? Like, cause it's definitely not like, you don't want to be that person. No, like, you don't want to be associated with and, being a bully and to go Tom. to like pop culture right now. That seems like Amber heard, like the way that she was talking to her in her trial. So like, you don't want to come off like that no. when in a civil lawsuit, you want to come off as like, I have no fucking idea what's going on. Right. I am also not as much of a victim as you guys, but I'm still a victim of this. Right. Like, you I want no to idea. play that like, card a little bit more. And then and like, get it over with and move on with your life and then get back to this. Like doing it now seems like odd timing, but it was odd to see like Sutton and Erica have a back and forth that wasn't me. Erica offered to help her study. Which was odd. I was like, all right, maybe yeah. we're maybe we're getting into but some the, good terms the, here. The table and then falls, right away. The table falls silent when yep. that happens. Everyone's like, what? Everybody's face was like, what? Is this a nice interaction? What yeah, the what, fuck was that? What's happening? Is it like, did hell freeze? Except Garcelle's kind of like, Phew. like she's, she, she knows. is the best because yeah. she doesn't like hide anything. No. Like she just reacts how we all react. Like, yep. oh, Jesus, like this isn't real. But Rinna is then talking and she's kind of like talking about how she's moving on a little bit and she's getting through it. Um, like Lois passing. And I'm not taking away from the sentiment. I'm not taking away from 
what it means to her. And I'm glad that this is something that she can find some peace in. But her medium is an asshole. She tells her, look for flocks of birds. Mm-hmm. I mean, not to be insensitive, but like you're in LA, like walk outside. There's going to be a flock of birds. Yeah. And maybe the medium was being like conscientious and like understanding that she's going through a hard time. Like, Oh, let me help her like ease this. Yeah. I think that's what that was. Like look around you. Your mom is all around. You. Yeah. And which is sweet. But yeah. if she was being like trying to come off as like a sidekick and like, Oh, like look for flocks of birds, mm-hmm. like, Give her like a specific bird, then then it's, uh, it's that's like what walk, I walk outside in LA and and if you see a Tesla, your mom's thinking of right. It. Like it's just it's a very broad yeah thing to tell her to look for. But I I thought it was sweet. She found a bird in her uh, bathroom bag, and like uh, if it gives her like peace, then yeah, that obviously it's a great thing. For I just sure. thought that it was like a pretty generalized statement. Like look for birds. Like okay, we're in LA. Like I, you're gonna see a bird. But like Rin is doing the opposite of Dorit. Like, this is how you, yeah, like, her mom just died unexpectedly and she's handling it like a champ. Yeah. And does she bring it up frequently? No, no, she it's it not her the... only personality. Now. No, like, she, un- she like, does she... other things. We're getting more Rino, like playing both sides, like yeah. knowing things about crystal and not playing her cards because it doesn't suit her in that moment, not which that is moment. fine. And then you kind of like get, you get on both sides, find out all the information and then kind of play it along. And that's what Lisa does best. And that's what she's doing now. Like her entire personality is not that her mom just died. Yeah. And I respect the shit out of her yeah. for not. Because I mean, I, I it's still recent enough in our world mm-hmm. that I would understand if she was like a total shell. Like she has every right to be. But sure. she's, to her credit, like speaking about how Lois would want it that way. Like go live your life. Like there are good days, which is okay. And there's bad days, which is okay. Like good for you. Like I, it's definitely refreshing to see that when it's juxtaposed to Dory going through her shit and how she's handling it. But, um, we have a beach day with the ladies. We're down at the beach. Everyone's kind of doing the thing. Um, half the girls end up going surfing and the other half end up going to a boutique slash bar. Mita Mita, I believe it was called. Mita Mita. Mita Mita. Um, I thought that place looked pretty cool. I did too. I I like like the idea of, yeah, grab a margarita and walk around. Well, I think that it's a good business plan. It's For like, sure. Get them drunk and then sell them our yeah. shit. Like, yeah, it's a great idea. I thought it was interesting. Like Diana has very relatable moments and mm-hmm. I don't know if it's intentional. I think it is. I think she's calculated in every single thing she does, but she has relatable moments where she's talking about, she's just swimming in the ocean. They get a shot of her like underwater, like coming up, like it's this very majestic shot. And it's yeah. like cut to her talking about, like, I never thought, you know, however many years ago in Sarajevo, like that this would ever be possible. Like I'd be swimming in this beautiful water at this beautiful resort. And it's like, Oh, that's sweet. And then I'm immediately like, ah, uh, nah. Yeah. I like she, it. she didn't go surfing with the girls. She, no, she went, she went on her own, went her own swimming thing. around. Yeah. Like, I don't know. I don't know. I think it's calculated, but I thought that the girl surfing was fucking hysterical. And I thought that it was even funnier. when Rena's like, I'm a risk taker. It's like, you're surfing at a five-star resort in Mexico. Like you're not, Yeah. if there was any like real risk, they wouldn't let you go out there. No, like, not at all. They would be sued for millions of dollars. Like they're probably apprehensive period about letting you ladies surf and it's not even risky. Yeah. But I thought that was like, I'm a risk taker. It's like, mm, all right, like that's a stretch, but 
while the ladies are on the way to Mita Mita, they were having a conversation about how Kyle bought land. And this is the only reason I'm bringing this up. It's not that interesting of a moment, but I have yeah. a question for you. So her and Mo bought a bunch of land out of Mexico in the area that they're in. Um, Sir Mita. I think that's the name of the place is Sir Mita. And they were going to build this like beautiful house on the land, but their neighbor found an alligator in their pool Yeah, and someone offered them money for the land and she's like, sell it, sell it, sell it. Would an alligator in a pool be a deterrent for you having like a Mac daddy mansion on the beaches of Mexico? No chance in hell. And this is the problem that I guess they went into it thinking like, Oh, there might be an iguana or something wandering around. Like it didn't even occur to, I think Mo probably knew he 100%. So Kyle didn't, I want to know, like, all right, so how much did you buy it for? And then how much did you sell it for? Because she said they offered us a lot of money. I don't think above so. Above what we... No way. You think that they just, like, boom, I in think and out. she had a fucking shit fit. Yeah. And she's like, I'm not living here. Period. End there of are story. ways to protect your pool from an alligator. Yeah, you know what the way is? A good way to do it? A fence? No. When your dumbass said that you could make it colder in a pool by having a screened-in patio... You know what that will not do? Cool down your pool. You know what it will do? It'll keep alligators out. It'll definitely keep. It'll keep an alligator out. or two out. But to your point as well, like, what do you? Why do you want to have something like that? Now, this isn't Dubai. It doesn't get to 120 degrees. It's Mexico. What are you talking about? It's not 120. It's definitely it's 110. In Dubai. Well, I grew up in Texas frequently. Like, that's it's not hot as. That's not Dubai. Oh, I don't. Okay. You didn't see it's any blocks fucking, of ice being dumped into the pool. It's a desert. Bro, it's a desert. Near an ocean. So what? Ocean breeze. Dubai's near an ocean. It's near a lake. <sighs> this is exhausting sometimes. Hey, you gotta get it right. It... <laughs> We're back. We're doing kind of the cut scenes now. We got the two groups talking about what happened at the dinner. Erica is incessantly trying to rile oh up crystal like God. she won't leave it alone she, she was like feeding off of crystal's emotion like yeah i was she, there was one point where she got super close to crystal and was like i like you don't really see erica hug anybody that often so like it was weird to see she put her arm around her and got really close and i'm like is she gonna like fucking lick crystal's tears like is she just like i think she was loving every second of she it because because it was burying sutton it's just yeah, turning and more people against sutton but like we just had that moment where i thought things were going to get glossed over a little bit yeah. or smoothed over and no erica was just playing both sides to try to like i think she's trying to take the spotlight she was so done with being center stage from last year i think she's trying to throw everybody that she can under the bus yeah. and just like cause as much shit as she can but but it got it, a good reaction from diana that's what i was gonna bring up like in turn like we finally see erica is number one on who diana is going to pick i think like, diana still well i think diana still is a really big soft spot for uh for crystal yeah she's but like, not... she just looked like this like cute little puppy like right. in a corner that's like crying thing. it's not a mutual respect thing. no not it's at a, all i it's need like to a... take care of this person yeah thing. it's like a motherly like, instinct right. almost With erica we're seeing them potentially forming a union where she's like yeah. oh like i kind of get this one i'm warming up to her like later in the episode during dinner when shit's popping off again and erica's fucking badgering oh my god like well, relentless like but thank god for garcelle to step in and be like erica you're bugging, like, the, shit you're bugging the shit out of me like yeah. enough 
Stop it. But Diana value. gets done crying at that dinner and looks at Erica and says, love you, and gives her like a kiss. Like, like love it's you. Crazy and Erica says, that, love you too. And but Garcelle, everybody else was like, shut the fuck up, Erica. Like, enough. Like, even her friends were like, enough. But Diana's and then buying it. Diana's buying it. When the Diana crying was bullshit. That wasn't like. Oh, no, that was. She forced herself bullshit. to fucking Yeah, cry. without a doubt. And we'll get to that in a minute. Like, do we really think that someone like Sutton could make Diana cry? No. No, I don't chance. think so. But before we get there, before we get there, before we get there, um, we're talking, the ladies are talking about, we're with Kyle's group. And like, you know, she'd heard about Crystal too. And like, Crystal had a falling out. We have an actual number, which I think is. 14. Actually, yeah, 14, a little bit less proof. I don't think that an actual number like makes it more concrete. I think that's no, more it, suspect. It just, it, if anything, it just shows that they've all heard it. Like Lisa said that last episode. She's like, I've heard the grumblings too. Kyle said that she's heard it specifically. Like Garcelle agrees, but maybe she didn't hear. But like there's, there's a group of people in Beverly Hills and like, rumors spread pretty quickly mm -hmm. and it is kind of telling that like yeah you're you're friends with 14 people for years and then you just get dropped like a sack of potatoes yeah by 14 different women and that's like that's that's all signs point to something's wrong with yeah, crystal especially if we're seeing this similar behavior kind of pop up and that goes back to when she's like crying at the bar with erica she's like am i just an easy target like she's leaning into the victim card so hard like, well she also probably sees there's no reason for me to continue to be friends with sutton if i'm getting diana stepping in and like protecting me eric is now stepping in for her hatred of sutton into my realm like maybe i was wrong to do this publicly and try to get everybody to, like I, I think she crystal might even think that like what she did worked like well, she's getting people coming over to her and checking to make sure she's okay yeah and, she and they're has, gonna back her she has become the main storyline this year so like maybe like this was her plan all along but she's like you know i get walked all over and this and that's like you started this like yeah. you're the one that brought it back up like it was squashed until you made a reference to it and like everyone knows where we stand on it but just to address something that came out, there was a TikTok video of a girl that said that she was best friends with Sutton's daughter mm -hmm. and ended that friendship because Sutton was racist. Interesting. Yeah. That so, could be true. I mean, it might knows? not be true. Who knows? And like that, I'm sure that will probably become more apparent. Like that'll probably get debunked or proven true one way or another. But yeah. that was interesting. Now we have a counter to like an actual third party that's like wait no this this has some merit so yeah. stay tuned we're finally getting to the dinner we're at codex is the name of the spot and um crystal's wearing bird earrings diana's also wearing bird earrings in uh reference to lois yep which i thought was sweet sweet sentiment at least you know i don't care for crystal but at least you're backing up renna like giving her some support there even if that was a move just to once again make people like you more but whatever um i think diana same thing he, like here we go like the two most manipulative people i think on the show like the two that are trying to like weasel their way into friendships or in diana's case like trying to vet this whole group on who's going to be her best like ally like they both lean in the sentimental card it's just interesting you know maybe they're being nice but i don't think so um but we get into finally more about room 23 and Rinner brings it up because She's in it, and she's talking about her pictures that I guess she's naked in them. I don't know. I've never seen them. 
but um, <laughs> they're talking about the book and Diana doesn't want any part of it. She's like, yeah, we already talked about this. No, nah, we, but we, we already, really we, didn't. So no, we didn't get into it at all, but like, no, we already talked about this, but then it cuts to my favorite cut scene of the year. They're talking to her and she's like, you know, this book is the reason that all these allegations came out against me because I guess people were claiming that the stories in the book were actually from her clients and her call girls, not from people that shared these experiences just candidly in room 23, but her actual alleged like international sex trafficking ring in which she's the madam. Now, such a ridiculous rumor you think would be kind of just... I guess alluded to throughout the season without ever being like, Hey, is this true? Yeah. No producer flat out asks her. So you're not like the head of a sex trafficking ring and like a madam. And she says, no. And obviously did she even herself. say no? I just saw her laugh it off. She kind of, yeah, I mean, it was an interesting reaction, honestly. And she kind of, that's when she goes into like, this book comes out and like, it was supposed to be this big deal for me. And yeah. I spent all this money on it. And instead like it takes one allegation in like Reddit and next thing you know, like you're a villain, but you know, I don't know, like her, her storyline, everything that goes along with her. It's so interesting and like mysterious. Like I'm, I, I think knows? producers were hoping that we'd get there kind of organically. Like let's put her in a room with these girls. Maybe we'll whisper into Kyle's ear or something, but like you can kind of see that the housewives are, a little apprehensive to like dig too deep on Diana, like just kind of keep her at small talk level. Like let's not get too into whatever's going on in her life. Like let's talk about what she wants to talk about. And I think the producers were like, all right, we're not getting what we wanted. Let's just do it ourselves. We're going to force the issue. Once again, we're going to push these buttons because we're floundering at this point. Like we're repeating the same shit. Like we have this fucking atom bomb. Let's use it. Yeah. So they drop that, and I hope that it comes back. Maybe that's like the first time they're dropping it, like as a little hint, like, "Hey, this is what to look forward yeah. to." Like, I really hope that happens. But for now, uh, you know, just allegations. But we'll see. Like, it's it, that's such an interesting, just kind of piece. To the I would whole love puzzle. to see Sutton do it because, like, I, like I said, like I can't imagine any of the other. Like, Eric is absolutely not going to do that because she wants to be in her good graces. Kyle, I can't see doing it. Like, Lisa's kind of backing off a little bit from it. But I could absolutely see if we start getting what we got tonight with Sutton and Diana, like Diana saying things to Sutton and Sutton's just like, I don't give, like, I'm not afraid of you. I no, don't care. No, she goes toe to toe with her. And that's when it gets really interesting. Before that happens, like she's getting into all of it and she's getting heated again, starts yelling at like pretty much everybody. But Crystal fucking contradicts herself once again. Sutton says, I heard this about you. And she said, you heard it. You didn't see it. Yeah. Oh, now words matter. You heard it. You didn't see Always. it. You heard it. Now when it's convenient for her, the wording matters. Yep. You heard it. But when it's not convenient for her, wording doesn't matter. That I was fucking like fuming when that happened. I was like, how are you going to say something like that knowing your stance? Like, yeah. And know- I, I did kind of think that like everybody was badgering Sutton telling her you get a weird dichotomy between crystal and Sutton because they were badgering crystal to be like, what, what happened? Like what, what made you feel this way? And crystal like locked up and then they were doing it to Sutton. Sutton's just like, I just want to move on. I just want to move on. 
Which it's sort of looking like, I think Sutton's probably afraid that she did say something and doesn't remember it. Whatever. I think that's it, yeah. That's probably the case. Or she could have not said anything, but she thinks that there's a chance that she said something because she's clumsy and does says dumb shit all the time. But you get, like, all the girls are badgering Sutton to, like, get mad. Like, yeah, she lied her. about you. Yeah. Like, get pissed off. And then she finally gets pissed off and starts yelling. And then they're like... All right, Sutton, like, like cool. Like, what down. the fuck do you want? Like, you want her to get riled up because she's pissed off that somebody's lying about her? Or do you want her to just sit there and not, like, I, I don't know what anybody wants. And you get this, like, Rinna and Erica get this look about them that when smirk. Sutton flips out. I wrote that Diana in my notes. It says, and just goes, I need a break, goes away. Kyle, being the team player, goes in with Sutton. Sutton's like having a fucking breakdown. And she's like, I just need to get the hell out of here. And then she stops and she's like, nothing happened. We're she good. Says, I need a break. Like, boom. Done. I whatever. I need a break. break. But then, you, yeah, you get this look from like Erica and Rinna like smirking when Sutton leaves. You're like, what? Like, what are you guys doing? Like, they're riling certain people up, pitting them against each other to get a good result so that they have some fun like on the outskirts to like go away. But like, Rinna's fine. Erica's just fucking annoying as shit. Like, she... I saw something that was really funny and it was, it went back to the taglines we did the tagline freestyle. And I think Erica's is like, I've got nothing to hide and nothing to lose. And that makes me dangerous. Mm -hmm. Somebody changed the last word and it said, that makes me desperate because <laughs> she does. She has like an air of desperation about she her. Does. where She's just like, Ooh, Diana's a good thing. Let, let me do a bunch of shit to like impress Diana, but it let worked. me get involved to do that. That worked. But like, she's kind of pissing off the viewers. She's Everybody's pissing off the viewers. But I think in the world of Erica Jane, like that's okay. If yeah, because they're talking in, about her. She would sacrifice the show for Diana Jenkins. Yeah, I, I think so too. I truly believe that. And like to something you said earlier, like Sutton makes Diana cry. Yeah. But then in a cutscene from next week, Diana's like she could have gotten headbutted, like getting that close and like talking shit. But it's like, well, I thought that she would rip her head off. I was like, yeah. oh, you're gonna go toe to toe with Diana, and Diana cried about it. And I don't even. Really yeah, that's why I don't know. Why. Like, is she, is she just crying because it makes her look a little more relatable, or makes her look like? But it was a weird moment to be crying because yeah. nothing had to do anything about you. You were no. just talking to Sutton, and Sutton was getting riled up because she was getting pissed off, and people keep asking about her character. So she went back at you, and then you cried, and then you cried. And I thought the best clip of the night with that was like they're going through their bullshit afterwards, like the aftermath, like Erica and Diana looks at Erica and says like, I love you. And like, Erica says, I love you too, babe. Like whatever. Yeah. And like they have that random moment and like everyone's kissing each other's ass and like trying to squash it. And like Sutton's back at the table and Garcelle's having none of it. Like she's at the end of the table, like scoffing and like it cuts to her and she's like sitting there with like this tall, like clean glass of whiskey. Just like, Oh my God. Like, Get the fuck out of here. Like, she's just done. Yeah. She's, like, literally looks like an old, like, baseball coach that just, like, has been in the minor leagues for 30 years and just lost another game. He's in his office just depressed with, like, a big glass of whiskey. Like, ah, oh, Jesus Christ. Like, <laughs> what are we doing here? Like, fucking kill me. I guess, you know, that kind of wraps up the episode. But from what I'm reading online, like, on Instagram, on you know, the Bravo boards, all that stuff. Like people are fed up. Like no one's enjoying like the recent seasons of multiple franchises. Mm -hmm. And like, it's a shame because what we all fell in love with these shows for was like the good stuff. And we're really getting next to none of it. And yeah. like, I don't really understand like the approach that people are taking 
on the shows, I think that they're leaning too much into, oh, she hurt my feelings, and oh, it's all just, it's seemingly petty. Well, it's funny because like, they made fun of Crystal and called her like a Gen Zer and her emotions, but like they're, they're all doing it. I know. Everybody's really getting are. quote unquote triggered. Everybody needs yeah. a safe space. Like they need like affirmation that like everything's okay. Yeah. Like we're friends or like she wronged you and she needs to own up to it. Like housewives of old, you admit no wrongs. Absolutely not. You're not wrong ever. No matter what the fuck happens, no matter what you said, you stand by it. No regrets. But, um, that wraps it up. Do you have anything else? No, got yeah. it all out. Well, Thank you for tuning in as always. Um, quick reminder, once again, we will be on hashtag no filter with Zach Peter on June 27th. So mark your calendars. We're super excited about it. Um, keep tuning in every Friday and follow us on Twitter at brav underscore bros and follow us on Instagram at brav underscore bros. But thank you guys for coming out. Thanks for taking the time to listen to us ramble about fucking nonsense for an hour um that's all we got brav bros are out of here see you next week bye